let's say now you have these, you have five streams of income. Mm. How much more of your personal time from your kids do you think having those additional five streams of income is going to take away from you? Mm. The answer is a lot. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> the answer is a lot. Because that's why I say it's a misconception. Because mm. I see a lot of like people that are what, like YouTubers, I guess YouTubers and like influencers probably spew that kind of knowledge a lot more than your average person. But, mm. oh, I have 10 streams of income or I have this. So you need to get these streams of income to become financially free. Mm. You don't, <laughs> right? If you even just think about it, you don't. But it's not that you don't. podcast where we discuss um, the cards we've been dealt throughout the week, hence Ace and Joker. <laughs> um, but this week we've got a really good episode for you guys. Uh, so the main question is, should we all be investing in our 20s? I think investing is so broad. It's so, like, so much. When I hear investing and I hear 20s in the same sentence, you know what I think? I think scam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because okay i think it's so broad i think it's so it fits into such a like a, a narrow narrow view because everyone's needs everyone investing needs is different so obviously mm. this isn't this is the disclaimer of the episode we are not mm. financial advice oh okay. bro this is why you're my guy you want to say your own because they'll they'll hold you like they'll hold you liable this is Ace speaking, okay? Ace <laughs> listen to this. I want to make it very, very clear. <laughs> this is not financial advice. If you listen to us and you lose your money, that's on you, okay? <laughs> that's your own responsibility, okay? We're just talking on what we know and our thoughts on it. So interpret that as you will. Just don't take yeah. it as gospel. But yeah, but it definitely should be an interesting episode. But on top of that, we're not also talking about, you know, oh, this is best crypto yeah. to go and invest yeah. so we're just Bam. having a conversation you know saying <laughs> don't cry say it's I like said, Joker, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no it's true man but like what you're saying anyway about the whole yeah investing and it being broad i think it's definitely true man like i think a lot mm -hmm. of people too when they hear investing they automatically think of just the financial investing mm -hmm. and putting mm -hmm. money but like that's not all investing is like investing mm -hmm. is also investing time into yourself and mm. to better yourself and mm. so when you talk mm. about should everyone be investing in their 20s i can mm. hear someone try justify that maybe not financially again i don't agree but mm. I can, you can you could talk to me but you i don't mm. i can't hear someone try to tell me that you shouldn't be investing in yourself in your 20s then yeah. something that you mm. shouldn't be working on improving yourself to make sure that as you get older you understand know mm. that you're future proofing mm. yourself that you're going to be in a better yeah. place in the future because yeah. I think imagine just sitting in your room now not doing nothing and then now when it's 30, 40 and everyone else all your mm. friends have been doing things to improve themselves mm. progressing their careers finding out who they are and you weren't doing anything you're going to feel like me personally I'll feel like bruh like what have I mm. done <laughs> with all this time mm. so I think the bare mm. minimum is to make sure you are investing in yourself like putting time towards mm. the skills that's not like just yeah different things that will improve you like, I think that's very, mm. very key. It's my take. I don't know. What, what mm. do you think? Yeah. Like, to actually answer that question, like, should everyone be investing in their 20s? Oh, okay. Um, you see, again, obviously, we're going to get into it in, in this episode, but mm. investing in yourself is so broad. Like, I'm mm. not sure if you've actually, because I Google everything. I'm not sure if you've actually Googled mm. it. Um, I've Googled. 
for those who want to Google it and see, mm-hmm. I've Googled how should you be investing in yourself in your mm-hmm. 20s? <laughs> and honestly, there's not a lot of information out there. You know, like there is, you know, but it's more like regurgitated information. So the conclusion I've come to is it's really like it depends on your needs. Mm. It depends on your like financial capabilities and mm. yeah, on a million other factors on how you should be investing in yourself. But that's my general opinion. But I think also we'll go into ways that we probably invest into ourselves and you can go about finding it or how we found it. So, or how we're still finding it. <laughs> Cause yeah, even some things I'm just confused about, but yeah. I agree, man. I agree. And it definitely is difficult to know exactly how or what that actually mm. means so yeah mm. i think you said it perfectly that it really is dependent on yourself what you see yourself doing like in five years 10 years 20 years yeah. and then working backwards from that and saying if in 20 years i want to be doing this what are the skills that i need to be doing that because i think something mm. that we all do as people that i realize in myself is that when we say let's say in 10 years i want to be this kind of person we don't really think about what that kind of person is doing on a day-to-day basis. So like on a regular day, what is that person actually doing? Not just a big goal that, oh yeah, that you just say, it's like, like, for example, you want to make, you want to make a lot of money. How are you actually making that money? It's like, what are you actually doing tangibly in your nine to five or your, your, your own time? How, that's like, what's the actual breakdown of your day? And what are you mm-hmm. doing? What are your habits? What are all those things that you're doing that's helping you continue? to make the money that you're making in 20 years so that's something i'm trying to always think about so i think that's Mm. a good way a good starting point in terms of investing yourself is thinking cool what Mm. do you actually want to be doing and then what skills do i need to do that and that's Mm. what you start to work on now so yeah that's my initial take anyway those are some good points ace some really good points man man, thank you thank you bro (laughs) thank you bro (laughs) i'm giving you a pound of back (laughs) i appreciate it (laughs) Well, let's, let's actually get into the episode for the first question. The first question that we want to go through, man, uh, that I want to give to you is what, okay. So as far as you know about investing, stock market, crypto, what do you think we should be investing in? And you also mentioned, obviously, in, in the first part, like investing in yourself. Like, so what mm. should we invest in? Like, if I was in my twenties, I have no idea, you know, mm. and, you know, you have maybe got your feet wet or you have no idea as well. What do you think, in your opinion? Yeah, again, man, we always try to reiterate mm. with this podcast that we are mm. not experts and we're not at the end of the field and we're talking about, like, we're still figuring things out ourselves. But it's just mm. about what we're currently thinking and what we think will help us, like, achieve the success or what we want in our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as mm-hmm. that is a starting point, personally, I feel like, yeah, as I said in the beginning, bit, the first priority is investing in yourself, like, We'll touch mm-hmm. on stock market, crypto, great. But like, I'm always, I'm a very big believer of like doing what's in your power is what's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Like mm-hmm. you can invest in stocks, crypto, and because the CEO doesn't matter, your money's gone. But the one, mm-hmm. at least you can control what you do with yourself. Something I always think about is that we have 24 hours, right? If you're, let's say you're getting paid 10 pounds an hour, right? You mm-hmm. can work 24 hours every day there's a maximum that you're going to get paid is 240 pounds. Mm-hmm. But I think what you want to do by investing yourself, you make yourself more valuable. So every hour you're getting paid more. And I feel mm-hmm. like as we get older, that's what you want to start doing. That like you want to acquire mm-hmm. the skills so you can disconnect your time and the amount of income that you're bringing in. 
So that's why I feel mm-hmm. like, yeah, before you even start looking at stocks and crypto, you should, you should be trying to make yourself as valuable as possible. Especially mm-hmm. too, when you remember too, that we live in a very competitive world where there's new people graduating every day, new people mm-hmm. that are trying to get your job. So it's like, how mm-hmm. do you make yourself? So when the company is doing restructuring, you're not getting mm-hmm. restructured out. <laughs> so yeah. yes, I mean that's a big one, but yeah. But then obviously, yeah, stocks and crypto. But yeah, what's your mm. what's your take? Yeah, man, that that's so true because there, there's one thing right that um that uh, yeah, I yeah I kind of saw this week on a on a Vox video. Was it a Vox video? It might have been a Vox video, but it's called okay. overemployment. <laughs> okay, so why okay. I bring this up is because the reason why overemployment is not a thing is because there's a shift in a mentality that you kind of just mentioned, okay. right? So it's called over um overemployment right and what overemployment is is basically that um you as an individual who's working remotely is working two jobs (laughs) remotely so like a software engineer those kind of high paying roles right that pay you in america anyway like six figures right and most of them now are moving towards remote because a lot of people they've noticed oh a lot of people like this a lot of people their their efficiency is just as good you know so they're moving towards that you know, a, a remote type of working. So some people have now figured out that, oh, wow, okay, if it's remote, I could just get two of these jobs, <laughs> two of these remote mm. jobs. And they're working mm. two remote jobs and it's called overemployment, right? Okay. So the shift, um, so they're getting double the pay, basically. Obviously, their employers don't know, but it's they're still not breaching contracts. They've looked at the contract. Um, they've seen everything. It doesn't say you can't work with another company. Mm. But obviously, if you say you're mm. working with another company, they're just going to fire you in it. But yeah. anyway, the whole reason why I brought that up is because the shift from, oh, I need to upskill myself so I can get, because um, they did like a comparison of a senior software engineer and a like mm. entry-level software engineer. Let's say in America, they earn okay. 150K entry-level. Senior, 250, right? Mm. The jump isn't that much. But if I get two <laughs> junior level, entry level uh, <laughs> um, jobs, I'm getting 300K. They said that that's because there's a shift from like people constantly wanting to upskill themselves and constantly wanting to work. I mean, like work themselves to a slave until they get that promotion mm. and get that extra income. People are now realizing, oh, if they're giving me the luxury, which I rightly deserve mm. to work at home, I might as well work two jobs <laughs> which love, isn't really against any law i love when people finesse the system mm-hmm. like when mm-hmm. you find the holes and that's like you're smart that's mm-hmm. like you're a smart person if you do that that's mm-hmm. like you found a hole and you're exploiting it because that's like the way the cars have been dealt for the majority of us is going to be very difficult for us to like understand break mm-hmm. out of just the system that they've put in place so when people yeah. can find holes in that system and exploit it i love it so yeah if you're doing I that keep doing it just don't overwork yourself and burn out but yeah, that no, sounds yeah, like yeah. a really cool yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. No, the way the guy was saying it, because Bernard, but the way the guy was explaining it, it was like he manages it pretty well. So I was like, oh. <laughs> he manages it really well. Mm. Okay. So but, what's your take in terms of like investing in stocks then? So let's get like a bit more financial now too. So stocks and crypto, what's your take on that? I would say, yeah, the reason why you would invest in something like that is because you're making money, right? Mm. Let's say, I, I don't know how people split their income or whatever, but Based on how I would split my money, the money that I never touch is the money that I will allocate. So once you have that money, <laughs> once you have that money, if you're a long-term person, you know, stocks isn't a bad option. I think you can read up mm-hmm. on it. There's lots of YouTube options. Obviously, I think like with different newer type of um, investments with like crypto, I think it's also 
that is just important to understand why that is significant. What are the future mm. implications? That's just a lot of research they can do themselves. But investing in that in that um in that side of things is just the same as investing in, in stocks, basically. Do you understand? Because you should be investing with in those type of things with the mindset that okay, this thing is gonna grow or has possible technological applications that are gonna be very useful, etc. So it's a mindset, first of all, I think, and you should be investing in anything that you think makes sense. And investing with money that you have, really touch, don't need, and you're good to go. No, I heard that. I definitely agree. Mm. Like, I definitely think that, yeah, investing in your 20s, I think is definitely something that everyone should, if you can, and you have the resources mm-hmm. to, as you said, you have the money left over, that, yeah, you should be there, man. Because even when you start looking into investing, you see the power of compound interest and how the longer your mm. money is in the market, the more it's mm. going to grow. So you mm. can wait till maybe 30s, 40s, but then I think when you get to those stages too, you probably have a lot more responsibilities. You have mm. a lot more that you have to spend your money on. So definitely mm. whilst we're young and you have a bit more like free resources that I think, yeah, definitely investing in stocks is definitely a very good way to utilize that money. Mm. We've all heard the adage of the whole, you know, the make your money work for you. That's what investing is. That's sad. Mm. You can, as you, as you touched on, you can put your money in, what's it called? Savings that has on average, I think it's 0.06% interest in the, in the mm. UK, like nationally. Mm. Or mm, you can put it into right. stocks that maybe potentially you can look at five to ten percent growth every year. Like, so your money can do so much more if you're investing mm. in it, if you just leave it in your savings account to just basically mm. increase by mm. a pound every year. Mm. Mm. So mm. I think that's why definitely in your twenties, investing is definitely something that mm. everyone I personally feel like everyone should be mm. looking into doing. Cause mm. I think something else that people don't really think about when you're investing is that it teaches you so much about the world as well. Mm. Because when you're looking into these companies and you're seeing what they do. You learn, oh, is this a trend that we're going in? Oh, electric vehicles or hydrogen. Like You start to see where we're going. And I think that can mm. even link back to the whole investing in yourself because you see where the world is going and you kind of use that as well to determine, oh, what skills do I need to be valuable in the future as well? So I think that all comes together. So that's why I mm. think definitely investing is definitely something that all of us should mm. be in. So I'm a very big advocate for everyone in your 20s to be understand, like, taking mm. some time to yeah do some research into companies Try, yeah, look look for companies that you believe in, that you like what they do, you're interested in, you don't mind reading up about it. And yeah, man, I think that's definitely a good way to utilize your time and mm. the money you pay dividends if you put that work in now. Yeah, I, I think with um, everyone should definitely be doing that. I don't think that's a, a bad thing to say. Um, mm. And I think, like, to clarify on that a bit more, it's not like, okay, investing isn't going to get you rich. <laughs> mm. I think, yeah, it shouldn't. That's not the, the goal. I would say with investing is more of, okay, future me has more money. <laughs> like mm. me putting away money I don't need. Now the future me has, can live very comfortably instead yeah. of, you know, not having anything towards future you. And yeah, you know, you get to future you and future you is now sad you. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> we don't need that transition. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with investing, it's important to know that, okay, like I said, with the way I would ideally split an income is the money you do not touch just has to be money you don't care about that. You know, that leaves your account. You can, you know, you can soldier it and Mm. can leave it there. And just like, um, Ayo said, let that compound interest do its thing. And then from there, I think, you know, and if you can't afford it, then you can't afford it. You know, that's, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I even I even have a follow up question for you in terms oh, okay. of what are some reasons that you think people shouldn't be investing in their twenties, or can you think of any scenarios where maybe someone shouldn't? Uh, yeah, if your income isn't just a lot, like if your income, you know, because for example, I would say in your twenties, the number one thing you should be investing um, in is definitely yourself, right? Mm. Investing in your passions. Obviously, we'll get into that, but investing in your passions, investing in anything you can. If you want, mm. if you think at um, twenty six, you can be a footballer. And you really are passionate about that. Take your savings and go and put it in. Mm. <laughs> you understand? Because mm. if you, I'm not, I'm not. This is why I say it's not financial advice. You understand? Because <laughs> if you have conversation, you wouldn't do that. I'm, I want to be a rapper. <laughs> I've never rapped in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it's like you can do that in your twenties. Mm. You know, you can take that very huge risk and still be all right in your late mm. years. Like, yeah. God willing, you make it to your late years, you can still be good in your late years. So I yeah. think that's why high risk should definitely be kind of the trend for your 20s. Mm. <laughs> so if, mm. if at any point, you know, you're, you're, you're risking less in life than you did in your 20s, you know, you need mm. to <laughs> you need to check a few things because, yeah, you should, should definitely not be risking it all at 40. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be yeah. doing that. So yeah. I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's just important mm. to... To have that mentality and be investing in anything else. Mm. So for you to be able to do that, you need to have cash available. You need to have money available. So because of that reason, I'll say um, that should be the like. If you don't have money to just take out of that money, to then just say I don't have, I can't worry about this, then don't invest. It's not for you. Mm. You understand? Mm. It? Definitely take all the risk and invest in what you need to be investing in. Or anything, yeah. <laughs> you understand? Like anything that you just find passionate about. Because, yeah. Mm. No, I definitely agree, man. I definitely mm. agree. I think the, probably the biggest one that you kind of touched on for me as well is that, yeah, like you have to have enough additional funds left over to invest. Mm. Like mm. I think firstly, the first priority is making sure that yeah, you have enough saved because mm. investing, I think something that I have to always remind myself too is that the money is not yours until you sell your stocks and shares. That's mm. like you might have, yeah. it, it's not like, so it's like until mm. you sell it, it's not there anymore. So mm. when, even when you invest, it's kind of money that you don't plan to touch for mm. a while. So mm. definitely, first and foremost, is definitely make sure that you have enough saved. And if you don't have enough mm. saved, then you shouldn't be investing personally. Again, mm. not financial advice. Do what you want. Mm. But mm. <laughs> I mean, look, like from what I've seen, that's the advice that mm. I've like I've taken on board mm. is to make sure that first mm. you have enough saved, and then you mm. invest the extra that mm. you do have. So I think definitely, someone who doesn't make enough, like your income is very tight, then I say definitely mm. focus on savings. And then yeah, that, that's a, that's a whole another question. Maybe maybe you need to look at ways to increase your income and then you can look at investing that's like a whole different mm. conversation but yeah, initially i'd say yeah so that's one and another big one for me mm. i say is also to if you also don't have the patience you understand i think investing <laughs> too is also patience. a lot of soft skills yeah bro bro mm. i think people that like, it's a lot of soft skills like you have to be able to mm -hmm. like put money into something and know that it might sit mm. there for a long time it might have mm. massive dips it might have, not sound like it's not a guarantee as mm. we kind of touched on. Yeah. But just to reiterate, just in case anyone is listening, thinking, oh, 10% interest every year? <laughs> Bam. You might have minus 20 next year. That's like, I can't, like, some of my stocks right now are taking a beating, bro. Like, oh, <laughs> they're taking right. a beating. But, like, you have to right. just believe in what you've invested in and, mm. like, play out. You know what I'm Like, ride the storm. And if you have invested mm. in the right thing, it will bounce back and it will make even more. Mm. So I think definitely a big part is making sure you have those soft skills. Like if you know yourself, if you know that you can't handle that, then yeah, probably like try and get those <laughs> soft skills first before you start mm. putting your money into the market. 
because yeah, you yeah. come on, you'd be a very very sad person <laughs> if you don't understand <laughs> if you don't have that aligned first. So I think definitely, mm. and I guess another third one too is also just make sure that you also spend some time also looking into the things that you invest and you kind of understand mm. what you're doing. That's a big reason why for me right now I don't really do a lot of stuff with crypto. I just don't understand it. So mm. I'm not comfortable just putting my money into it like that. Mm. So I think definitely, you don't have to be an expert. Like, because me, I'm definitely mm. not an expert. Oh, I've definitely put my money mm. in things that I definitely don't really, really understand. But I feel like I have mm. enough knowledge where I can justify it. Like, or the resource I've used, I can kind of justify it. So as long as you can justify mm. it and you're willing to ride it out, even when it's not going well. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think that's when you can definitely invest. But if you don't have that, then I think you need to acquire those first. I'd say. Yeah, bro. So obviously, I feel like, oh, like we're on the same page in terms of yeah, like if you have the means to, then investing in your twenties is definitely something that people should look at doing. But obviously, investing costs money. <laughs> so, <laughs> how do you feel? Like, what's your thoughts in terms of like balancing investing in your future, but also making sure that you're actually enjoying your twenties as well? You know what? I'm definitely like the wrong person to ask because mm. I feel like <laughs> just myself. I usually always sacrifice enjoying. I enjoy okay. it, but it's not as, like, you know what? No, I think that's a lie, man. You know, you know why I just put that's a lie? Why did that complete 360? <laughs> you know what? That's, that's not even me talking, because you know what it is, yeah? I enjoy what I enjoy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, it's not holidays, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to Bora Bora or, you know... You know, wherever people go to enjoy life and go clubbing and stuff like that. But I enjoy what I do. <laughs> so mm. I think within me, yeah, I do balance. I feel like, yeah, I, I would answer that and say, yeah, I found a balance by just doing what I like to do. <laughs> just understand mm. doing what I like to do. Usually whenever I reward myself, um, even at the end of the evening or week or whatever, it's just something I like to do that I really love, just chilling or doing whatever I need to do and just having a good time. You know, in I have a good company or by myself. So mm. most of the time I do, I enjoy what I need to enjoy. And uh, by investing in, in, obviously I'm saying that, that that definitely goes towards money. Investing in yourself is more money. And how do you balance having money to enjoy yourself? And, you know, mm. how do you balance money for the future? Um, to answer the question on that perspective, I would say it's more of, for me anyway, I don't do a lot of really expensive stuff. <laughs> do you understand? Okay. Live mm. within your your means. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, okay, mm. you can afford to go on two holidays. Do you need to go on five? Do you need to travel yeah. every month? You know, there's certain things you don't need to do. I think it's just financial discipline, you know? Mm. <laughs> like, if you ever see me spending something, trust me, I can spend it and be perfectly fine. <laughs> but then you'll see me stress about stuff like overpaying for food or something like because i know how much i can spend on that yeah mm. i'm restricted by a budget and how much i can spend on this how much i can spend on that but i never stress <laughs> you understand because i have a budget i can spend on this i have a budget i can spend on this i have a budget i can spend on that i never go over because i don't need to you know i don't need to live beyond those are my means <laughs> you understand yeah like yeah, yeah. I, those are my means <laughs> why would i now say oh um i want to spend like 500 on one dinner when that's going to now take away from other things, I need to to also mm. balance out my life. It's yeah. not going to work, is it? <laughs> Do you understand? So, yeah, man. So I think having having like just an understanding of what you 
can and can't do and things you can and can't enjoy. I think he said that really well, man. Like I think especially mm. the whole thing about financial discipline and just making mm. sure that yeah, you enjoy yourself, but whilst you're enjoying yourself, you're also not making decisions that's going to affect you down the line because you're enjoying mm. yourself too much. <laughs> that's like, mm. I think that balance is so, so key. Like, it's even because I was mm. reading, right now I'm reading um, a book called The Psychology of Money. And oh, yeah. like at one of the earlier um chapters, he compares two men. So there's a guy called Ronald Reed and basically, and there's another guy called Richard Foscone. So in, I think it's 2014, approximately 3 million Americans died that year. Less oh, than 4,000 of them had mm. over 8 million pounds, like $8 million like in their portfolio. And mm. the Ronald Reed like guy was one of them. And mm. Ronald Reed, when you hear his life, I think this guy was like a janitor for like 25 years. He fixed cars for like 29 years. He was a cleaner at JCPenney, which is like an Ikea equivalent, like department store in America, right? And obviously when he died, everyone was shocked that like his family, no one like knew he had money like that. And then you have another guy, Richard Foscone, who I think this guy went to, you go to like Harvard. I think he was like an executive at, um, Mirror, Mirror Lynch or Mirror Lynch, something like that, American investment, um, bank, investment firm, basically. So this guy was kicked. And I think in 2008, he must have expanded his home. And basically it was costing him like, I think it was like $70,000 a month to maintain the renovations that he had put wow. into his home now. So obviously mm. when the financial crisis happened, this this guy lost everything. Like the Richard Foscone guy in 2014. So it was in the same year. You have this guy who lived a very <laughs> humble life, 8 yeah. million like in his portfolio. Yeah. You have another uh-huh. very smart, intelligent guy. And mm. in the same year, he's bankrupt and he's mm. lost all his money. And the mm. main difference I see between them is what they valued in terms of what they wanted to spend their money on. Mm. And I feel like, mm. yeah, the Richard Foscone guy, like he didn't need to spend, like renovate his home to cost him $70,000 a month to maintain. So I think even just in terms of just like living your life in a way where you're not always stretching your spending mm. to the maximum. Like I think what a lot of people do is that they increase their income and then they also increase their expenses to the same level. Mm. So even if you're earning six figures, you're still living paycheck to paycheck because you're spending everything that you're bringing in. Or you can be the kind of person that, yeah, you make a lot, but then you also live below your means. You don't buy the most expensive house you can buy. You don't go and... Mm all the holidays that you can in that year because you can mm. like you you balance that with other aspects of your life so i think it kind of links back to what you're saying earlier about like having like money assigned to different things where you know this is the money i'm going to save this is the money i'm going to invest this is the money i'm going to enjoy my life and that's what i try to do anyway i have the money that i used to enjoy my life and that money i can spend and I, my conscience is clear because i know that my <laughs> other money is doing what it needs to do yeah. and i'm still enjoying yeah. my 20s so yeah. I think that's a big thing for me in terms of balancing, enjoying your 20s and making sure that you're still putting money aside to invest towards your future. No, nah, man, that's all true, man. Because, yeah, like with the the greed thing, I think it's it's just it's just normal, isn't it? You're always going to want to want more. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's just like you said, that really just investing the same amount is nice because, you know, that's something you can afford. You know, yeah. it's not going to go up the next month, you know. You know, it's going to be consistent. You don't have to worry about it. If something new comes out, you can say, Oh, let me do my research. Put that money that I was going to put into that, into this, mm, and just yeah. continue going like that, you know. So it's just beautiful. Yeah. 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 So definitely something. But then again, though, as we said, like, Ram, I also think whilst you're young too, man, I also think you have to make sure that you are enjoying that you are just doing dumb shit, like buying the Jordans that you want. Like buying, I also think that's mm. also important as well. So again, it's a balance, mm. bro. Like it's hard, but it's a balance as well. I also don't think you can also just be, completely on point because i think that's also where later down to like there's a quote that i saw the other day that i really liked and it was like oh uh, yeah people have to experience things to really understand it 
And I do think that is also very true when you're going through your 20s. Mm. Like you want to go on the holidays. You want to buy the trainers. You want to buy the nice clothes. I think you also want to also make sure you're leaving some time to do that as well. So we've spoken a bit about investing and our thoughts and balancing it whilst you're in our 20s. But just in terms of like even long term, like what are some of like your financial aims and stuff that you're trying to even do with this money that you potentially saved and invested? Hmm. Because you know what it is? <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> okay. That's why it's such a good question because, yeah, sometimes you're thinking, oh, maybe I should buy a house, you know. Mm. Maybe that's the right move or maybe I should, uh, I don't know, like invest in something else or start mm. business or... I really don't know what the answer is, man. I think, yeah, I think I'm just going to just continue for now and then eventually see what I'm leaning towards. Mm. Yeah. But there will definitely come a time where most of everything I've saved, I'll be like, okay, so I'll be going into this or this. Mm. But obviously, like I said, I'm definitely taking into the fact that I'm in my twenties right now. I need to use that risk factor <laughs> a lot more mm. in these mm. ages. So yeah. So I will say for now, I'm definitely leaning towards like investing in that business or something like that right now. But maybe later that might change to buying a house or whatever. But I'm I'm not I'm not really worried about, oh, I need to secure myself by buying a house or something like mm. that. Like, again, why that might also become a thing that I might be like, oh, that's a good move is it might not necessarily be starting a business. You know what I'm saying? It might be like, oh, I can get two properties, rent them, and now I've got some some income coming in. I might financially be able to make that work. And then mm. that might be the next smart move for me. And then I'll be like, oh, now I've got something that's bringing me money. And, you know, obviously it's a lot harder than that <laughs> to make that work like that. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Maybe that might become a thing. So I don't know, man. It's just, I have to just see what I can make work for me <laughs> eventually. But what would you say? Do you have something that is like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. But before I even like speak about me, like I even liked what you were even saying, you know, cause I feel like sometimes mm. too, it's so easy to just jump on. Like when you're putting yourself out there to just pretend that, oh yeah, I have all the answers. I know everything already. So I think it's nice. So mm. yeah, like you don't have, we don't have it all figured out. Like I yeah. really want to just reiterate. I hope, I hope people don't ever listen to our pod and just think, oh yeah, I'm just doing everything perfectly. Like yeah. I, I saw something, I saw something like I think earlier today that really had me thinking content creation. I feel like sometimes too, even when I'm, when I'm speaking, I'm speaking to myself. Mm. Understand? Mm. Like it's things that I want to hear and things that I mm. need to remind myself that is important. So that's, that's why I think that's the value of these conversations for me is to, yeah, see what your thoughts are, see what my thoughts are, go away and think about it and actually mm. force myself to make these thoughts that I might not have done otherwise, like by yeah. having these kind of conversations. So that's the first yeah. thing I just wanted to say, because yeah, I, I like mm. the money you said that. And yeah, you don't have to have it all figured out right now. As long as you are saving the money, investing the mm. money, then down the line, you can then decide what you want to do with it. You don't have to know right, right now, this is what this mm. money is going to be used for. Mm. I think as long as you're making sure that the money is there, that's not, there's money for you to use <laughs> when it gets to that point. I think mean, that's what's yeah. more important than just knowing exactly what that money is going to be used for right now. Because you might not know. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. It might yeah. become a, it might become clearer to you down the line. But um, in terms of me personally, for me, um, my mm. long-term goals, I would say um, I saw something the other day that it was like the happiest people are the people that have the most control over their time. Mm. So I think for me would be to like start developing my own passive income streams so, so mm. I can actually start earning money that will enable me to not have to directly work to earn. You understand? Mm. That's like the mm. kind of thing. That's what one of my big aims like this year, next mm. year, is acquiring the skills mm. I need and setting things up so I can start 
getting the ball rolling because in the future, I already start thinking about like, oh yeah, when I have kids and stuff, like I want to actually be able to have time to be there and understand, like not have to just always be working or never be available. So I'm trying to find ways to free up my time. It's kind of like my long-term like financial like plan. So we so yeah, right now start to make the decisions that will mean that I can start mm. to disconnect my income from the time mm. I'm putting in. Like, and obviously the ultimate disconnection of income to time you're putting in is retirement. And I think mm. we're young, but people don't really think about that. But bro, mm. like if you don't actually have the money there, you have to work mm. until you die <laughs> because mm. the money needs to be coming in. So that, mm. I mean, that's another big reason, a big motivation mm. for people to start thinking mm. to make sure that you're, you're investing this money because you don't want to mm. be working to your 80, to your 85 because you don't have money mm. that's saved up. So I think mm. that's a big thing for me. So start planning already towards that to make sure that cool, I have the money there. So I don't always, I don't have, eventually I don't, I wouldn't have to work to make a living or to have money coming in. Mm-hmm. I want to get your, I want to get your opinion on um, something that you actually just said, right? So you said, but I think this is a big, you know what? I'll say it's a misunderstanding. It's a misunderstanding. Okay. Okay. Mm. And let's say, right. You say now you want to free up your time because why I say it's a misunderstanding, mm. I think you mean something else because okay. let's say you want to free up your time, right? Mm. You want to have more time for, let's say you're 35, now you have two kids. You want to have more time with your mm. kids, right? Mm. And okay, you're still working your nine to five, I'm guessing. Mm. Mm. Okay. Let's say now you have these, you have five streams of income. Mm. How much more of your personal time from your kids do you think having those additional five streams of income is going to take away from you? Mm. The answer is a lot. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> the answer is a lot. Because why, that's why I say it's a misconception. Because mm. I see a lot of like people that are what, like YouTubers, I guess YouTubers and like influencers probably spew that kind of knowledge a lot more than your average person. But, mm. oh, I have 10 streams of income or I have this. or you need to get these streams of income to become financially free. Mm. You don't, <laughs> right? If you even just think about it, you don't. But it's not that you don't and that's the end of the story. No, you do. Mm eventually <laughs> do you understand mm. but you have to like you would have to use all, the, all that time like in a short space get as much as mm. you can in a short period of time and then let's say when you're 40 you can retire mm. early because you've now hit your financial goal for the rest of your life you can maintain let's say sixty thousand a year salary without having to work because of your savings that's where now you've now gotten back all your time because instead of you retiring mm. at 62, you're now retiring mm. at 40 and you're not able to do all of that. So I think that's the misconception. Yeah, it's you won't in the moment when you are when you do have all these extra stuff to bring your income up, you ain't gonna have no free time. <laughs> your time is gonna be very limited. Very, very limited. That's that's what I believe anyway. No, that's a very, very good point though, and that is true. It's true. That's definitely something I have to think about. But I guess with me, I guess my only rebuttal to that, not rebuttal, but it's what way my brain works is, I guess that's also why it would be nice to, let's say, even if you are doing a nine to five, if you're mm. able to, let's say, work from home mm. or decide that you have more freedom of how you work. So even mm. if you are still working, you don't have to decide, be going to your office far away. Like maybe, oh yeah, I can run my business from my house. So then I have mm. more time to be with people in that way. So mm. there's also those things as well. But I definitely do agree with you that it's true. Like even when you do have all these extra incomes, yeah, it just means extra, yeah extra time that you're going to have to put towards them. So that's a very good point. It's a very, yeah. very good point. But I definitely agree with you. I, I would just like, because um, I think a lot of the time, even when I used to hear 
that argument. I used to hear, oh, mm. I just have a lot of free time, which isn't true. But what you said is you do have a lot more flexibility. You do have a lot yeah. more control because yeah. you know, you're not tied down. Someone can't fire you now and you're stressing. You know, you could just yep. kind of do something else. But yeah, what's it called? But yeah, but again, just to reiterate for me, again, these are just my final thoughts and you can give yours, bro. But obviously oh, yeah. we all have different experiences. We all were raised differently. We saw different things growing up and that will affect how we view money or how we want to use mm. money. So again, mm. these are just our thoughts. This is how I want to use my money. So mm. people, someone might completely disagree or they might completely want to use their money in a different way that I haven't thought about and that's completely calm. That's fine. Mm. So I think as mm. long as, yeah, you're consciously making the decision of how you want to utilize that and I mm. think that's the main thing. So mm. yeah, no. Nah, so but yeah, what you what do you think, bro? Yeah, something I'm definitely gonna definitely try and keep more in mind is I'm gonna try, try and figure out how to invest in myself a lot more. Because mm. yeah, like I mentioned, for me anyway, I understand that these years I'm supposed to take a higher. I'm not supposed to risk it all, <laughs> but I'm supposed mm. to take a higher, you know, approach to my to risk, and I want to definitely explore that a lot more. And I'll suggest to anyone that's listening to this like podcast and, you know, they're thinking, oh, what does even investing in stuff mean? Like, definitely go and Google it. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> definitely go to Google, type it in and see what you can come, um, see what comes out of it and see what you can like explore. Because it's something I really want to mm. definitely explore a lot more throughout my 20s. Mm, no, I like that. So, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, you enjoyed this conversation, then please make sure that, yeah, you share you like and yeah no if you also listen on a platform that lets you leave any comments or feedback then yeah please do let us know how you found it and yeah we'll see you in the next one if you're still here welcome to the ace and joker moment this is the part of the show where we talk about an ace and joker moment which is just something interesting that we've seen that we want to discuss and talk about and hopefully put some people on so brother joe do you have an interesting ace and joker moment for us this week um, yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we usually watch, um, well, I watch a lot of Netflix and yeah, there's nice, nice, um, I think it's like, I saw this actually, I saw this on YouTube randomly and I was like, I need to watch it when it came out. I, uh, favored it. Yeah. So I put my wish list and it came out recently and it's the Tinder Swindler. Yeah, man. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's something else that came out on Netflix that's quite similar to it, but I'll mention it, um, later on as well. Oh okay. yeah, um, yeah. Called the Tinder Swindler. Um, I liked. Well, I didn't. Obviously, what happened is just terrible. And mm, yeah, I yeah. think most most like the reactions I saw on online. Obviously, the memes and stuff are hilarious. Like mm. uh, my enemies are after me, semi fair games. But the... <laughs> well, you know what's so funny about that? You just said because mm. I saw the memes before I watched it, so I didn't understand oh, okay. the memes. Like I know there was, oh, okay. I saw there was one. Someone was like me after payday, and I think it was him mm. living lavishly. And it was like me mm. oh, two yeah. weeks later, and then he's like, I'm homeless. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that made me laugh. So it was only after I watched it, I was like, oh, that's where that meme came from. So mm. yeah, that, that, yeah. So I didn't actually understand it until I watched it, and yeah, no, it's too funny, man. Like no, yeah, the is, reactions are, are funniest. One of the mm. people were making from it. So yeah, no, definitely a very interesting show. Yeah, no, it's I like the um. And also people's reactions of, oh, yeah, like these women are stupid. You know, I wouldn't mm. really fall for it. I felt that that's a lie. <laughs> I felt that's a lie because, yeah, even the other show that I was, I'm going to, that, yeah, that I also watched, that's quite similar to the Tinder Swindler. Um, okay. It's called Inventing Anna. Okay. Inventing Anna. So it's literally quite similar to the Tinder Swindler, right? And she swindles people. Oh, you know, so it's a female equivalent. 
<laughs> yeah, like a female equivalent, um, but it's a bit different, but the same thing. Okay. She's swindling people. And okay. yeah, both like people fell for it in both situations. And I think mm. what like made people fall for it, you know, wasn't, ah, oh, you're just gullible and you're stupid, is the fact that, nah, <laughs> I've clearly seen these people spend money and mm. I can confirm to you that they have yep. the money that they be spending. Do you understand? Like, how are you on a first date? You're taking her on helicopter. Oh no, you, you go, you eat at a really fancy restaurant. Then the mm. next one, you take on a nice private jet. You speak to his baby mama and he said, and she says, yeah, he's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. This and that. How, of course you'll fall for it. You understand? Of course you'll fall for it. Bro, I've really stopped saying it could never be me. Cause I think mm. I've realized that it can really be you at any moment. Yeah. Like you, no one ever feels it could be them until it's them. Mm. And I feel yeah. like, like you were saying, he's actually a very good scammer. Like, I think some people forget that as humans, there's certain like things that like, you can be tricked based on just the fact that you're human. Like people can use your human psychology against you. And I feel like people mm. forget that sometimes. And like some people, like these kind of scammers have mastered the art. Like they know how to convince you to believe that he's legit. So now when he mm. needs you in the future, like, like he's done this. Like this is a routine that he's practiced. He's perfected. He knows how to make it work. So I feel like, yeah, people that are saying it can never be me. Maybe some, maybe, maybe it can't be you. But I think the majority of people can fall for that, man. You know what it is though? I don't believe that, oh, like he mastered whatever, whatever. I think it's mm. just human psychology. Do you understand? Obviously he's, he's done it a yeah, few times. I mean. So he's more, yeah. so he's more, no, but I don't, I don't mean he's mastered. Like what I mean okay. is he's just more comfortable with it. Because like I, I saw somewhere that no one is, is meeting someone and thinking, oh, like, this person's lying to me about this or, you know, you're never mm. second guessing what someone has to tell you. You're actually not just, that's just mm. human psychology. So mm. if like, once she met him, she's not really doubting anything he's saying. She's just saying, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You understand? It's like, and there's nothing, there's nothing to bring up any level of suspicion. So you, of course you're going to believe him, but yeah, no, I think why I would say he's more like accustomed to it is just because he's comfortable with, the lying and the destruction that mm. he's causing. Because there's a lot of people mm. who, who in different situations, when they lie and they're really uncomfortable, they just can't handle it. It really yeah. starts to weigh on them. Do you understand? But him, he clearly was, he was happy with it. He was going party and he was doing this. Mm. So clearly with him, he has no like that level of conscious, conscious to like, um, you know, really, you know, affect him in any way. He was still living his best life. So, <laughs> Bro, I'm, listen, I couldn't believe it. Like, I couldn't actually believe yeah. this guy was actually living off one woman, yeah, using one woman's <laughs> funds to enjoy with another mm. woman. Like, I couldn't believe that. That's like, man, man had a continuous cycle of the next woman ready mm. for when he had yeah. rinsed the previous one. Like, but I think even like what you're saying, I think it's also because I thought one of the most interesting parts of the show was when they go to his hometown and they go mm -hmm. and see where he like grew up. And I feel like that just said a lot as well in terms of like, hmm. again, you can't justify what he did. He's a terrible person. Like, I mean, that's, that's without saying, but hmm. like, it, it shows that, yeah, from the poverty that he grew up with and how he's got to the other end where he just does not care. Like, you know, when someone's hmm. probably seen a lot and like all your humanity and empathy, he just, he didn't grow up with any of that. Like, he's just hmm. trying to fend for himself. Oh, you're feeling bad. He's for finesse. He said, hey, man, the game's the game. Like, when I was poor in my country and you lot were living, eating steak every night, mm -hmm. you, you weren't thinking about me. So, me too. I'm going to finesse when I can finesse. So, yeah, it's yeah. wrong. But I think it's just interesting, even, like, his own psychology. And we, when you see how he grew up and it's, like, how mm -hmm. he views money. Because even now, bro, a big part of the show when I was watching it, I was like, why are you also just using this money to just live lavishly? Like, you could actually also mm -hmm. use this money to, like, 
set yourself up for something more long term. As we talking about in this episode about like money and finances, it's like you also just that is a continuous cycle that unless you find the next woman, you're gonna be finished again. Like it just didn't make mm. sense to me why you mm. live like that. Yeah, because yeah, even even the, the inventing Anna, which is also mm. a true story, is based on a true story. She lived okay. the same way, and throughout while I was watching it, I was just thinking, like. Why are you living like this? Because, <laughs> like, just, like it, it was even I, like she was never in a position where she was stealing from this person to live. It was more of she was just living above her means, and then she found herself in situations where other people had to now cover her bill and stuff like that. So, mm, okay, I was just confused, or or she would have to rip off a hotel or something like that. And I was just confused because I was thinking you don't really have to do this. Like she would be spe- she'll be spending money. She- if she just lived modestly, you know, she's all right. <laughs> Do you understand? Like she could, she's good. So yeah, I even after yeah after watching Tinderson as well, I was thinking like why? But yeah, I guess you'll never know. I guess some people are just they just feel entitled to the point where they feel like this is the life that they're supposed to be living, and mm. yeah, it's just supposed to be like this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. it's true. I remember I was even watching like a like a short TED talk the other day. And I think basically mm. what you're talking about is just how the way you spend your money, how that says a lot about you. you know, so how you can mm. look at someone's like monthly bill and you can understand mm. a lot about that person just based on what mm. they chose to spend their money on. And I feel mm. like, yeah, it's it's kind of like that in this situation where I'm thinking, bro, like, did you need to be taking private jets and flying from country to country? Like, but even then, maybe mm. a part of that too is also the fact that he was also wanted by the authorities. But I don't know, if, or, or maybe it was just enjoyment. I, I can't tell anymore. Mm why he was doing what he was doing. Like, my, I, uh, I just don't understand his action because it's, it's too far away from me. <laughs> like I can't mm. I can't bridge that gap. But yeah, now it's definitely a very interesting show. Like, yeah. I think one of the big lessons that I kind of like took from it too is also just like, just the importance of just knowing like when enough is enough. Like, it's one thing if you're finessing and then you want to set yourself up so you don't have to finesse again. When you're just finessing, just mm. to continue finessing. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, bro, like, what's the mm. end game here? Like, what's the plan? Mm. Like, is this how you want to live the rest of mm. your life? Like, but yeah. No, it's a good point, man. I, yeah. I think, I think most people who just finesse are not probably, I don't know, actually, because I'm sure there's a lot of people who do finesse and mm. they're saying they're even finessing for rainy days. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> I have no idea, but there's definitely some, but you'll, you'll find a lot more people who finesse that. Yeah. They're just in it for the moment. and. Mm. Yeah, it just makes no. It makes zero sense. It makes. Yeah. But listen, they're happy. <laughs> they're finessing. <laughs> yeah, I think the maddest thing about this situation too was even just the fact that even after, I don't know if you've seen that. Apparently, he's been offered like a TV show, and like people oh, yeah, are like, yeah, yeah like he's, he's, yeah. he's one off this. I think this guy went to prison for like mm. five months, and he's out. Yeah. Like after mm. everything that he did, but yeah, it's mm. crazy, man. But I mean, some of it is hard to prove, you know. Mm. like some of it's hard mm. to prove obviously like when I say it's hard to prove it's like even with the inventing Anna she went to prison and she's out and mm. she probably served like two years even though she got like 12 years max but it's hard to prove because sometimes it's like because he was dating some of them is it did you get coerced or did you just give it to me and there's no crime in giving money to someone do you yeah. understand so yeah, yeah. yeah. again <laughs> so, very 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 good scammer he knew exactly how to do it he made sure that nothing mm. was ever in his name so mm. it was always in there. So yeah, when the mm. authorities came knocking for their money, so mm. it's not me. Even <laughs> got <in> contact, <laughs> got <in> contact. <laughs> so what's the name? <laughs> but I think mean, the only woman that I thought was a G was the last one. 
The one that like, mm, took his clothes oh, yeah. and started selling it, I said, yeah, but I respect it. You have to get some <laughs> some sort of W back <laughs> from that L. So, yeah, she's the only one I rated. I wouldn't say I didn't rate any of them, you know. I rated I, I, I rated them for different reasons. Like, the other one is, like, the first one, obviously, I can imagine. Like, I can imagine how distraught she would be. So, I don't even mm. blame her. Like, yeah, she was just like, you know, like, yeah. Like, oh, I can't believe this. She... She believed the lie, you know, and yeah. it was something where it was just like her, her world blew up just because she couldn't believe that my man finessed and was lying. Yeah. So it's crazy, man. But yeah, my big take from that is just to, is um, it's definitely not be suspicious of everyone. Cause I don't think that's the best way to move mm. through life, but just, you know, everyone isn't as they seem in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everyone isn't as they seem. Um, yeah, man, in Instagram and all of that. People that live like that, you never know what's happening behind closed doors. So no, just go protect true. yourself. It's true. <laughs> go protect it's yourself, true. man. If you can't afford it's to true. borrow, don't don't give the money. Don't give the money. Yeah, no, it's true. I think even just final words on my end is just like, yeah, to even like, like what you, to add on to what you just said, I think the thing that I've always mm-hmm. kept in mind in my life so far and I plan to continue mm-hmm. is if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like mm-hmm. this is them situations where it's like, it just seemed too good to be true. Like, for man, all of that, for everything that happened. And then I think you just have to take a step back and say, hmm, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard though. Cause I think everyone has that slight main character syndrome where they're like, oh, mm. <laughs> this is what, this is what's been waiting for me. <laughs> like I always knew <laughs> I was destined for this. <laughs> but that yeah, I think definitely you have mm. to take a step back and say, yeah, man, this is a mad situation. So let me just mm. tread very carefully. So yeah, that's our take on the Tinder Swindler. So definitely something, if you haven't watched, you should go and check out um yeah and i think it has a lot of lessons on finance as well <laughs> the mm. way he spends money but so it will be very interesting to you know just watch it and have a take on it um but yeah if you enjoyed this episode follow us on our socials at ace joker um a c e j o e k e r um that is on twitter instagram and tiktok and now youtube <laughs> so <laughs> check us out And if you want to drop us some feedback, we would really appreciate that. Thanks. If you're still here, thank you for listening to this episode of the Ace and Joker Podcast.